You're listening to the Build Shaves Podcast, presented by Midco Sports Network. The new year is almost upon us, and that means the return of University of North Dakota basketball on Midco SN. Catch every Fighting Hawks home game this season live on our network, beginning this weekend with the UND men and women taking on Kansas City in the Summit League opener January 2nd and 3rd at 1 p.m. and 3 p.m. That's Midco SN, your home for UND hoops. This is how we do sports, and this is the Build Shaves Podcast. All right, welcome to another edition of the Bill Shaves Podcast, taping this on a Tuesday morning, December the 29th, the last days of 2020, Bill. It's Bill Shaves. I'm Alex Heiner. Great to have you with us. This year, Bill, has has been interesting. It's been unique. It's been, you know, I think a lot of people are excited to see it in the rearview mirror. It's fun that it's sort of ending in a lot of ways like the year has been with some last minute cancellations, some postponements, a lot of uncertainty. Could, could it be any other way here in 2020? No, we wanted to get one more uh, <laughs> pot in for 2020 just to get one more shot at 20. Um, but you're right, Alex. Uh, yeah, and good morning, good afternoon to you. Uh, yeah, I, you know, that's just way I think everything's been since March 11th, right? Since literally, uh, you know, when Rudy Gobert, you know, had that situation, it feels like, Every day is a new day. And in some days, every hour is a new hour. And so, uh, yeah, right to the right to the bitter end, we're navigating (laughs) and we need to be as malleable as possible. Yeah. Flexibility, agility. Great ones adjust. And it's even when the calendar turns, we talked about it on the pod last time. Even when we move into 2021, the same is going to be true. We're going to have to continue to be flexible with things. And just this morning, we're taping this at 11.10 right now on a Tuesday morning. A half hour ago, the announcement was made by the NCHC that games that were scheduled to be played this weekend between North Dakota and Omaha on the ice in Baxter Arena now postponed to the end of the month because of a couple of positive COVID tests among the UNO hockey team. It's just sort of another example of you can think something's going to happen and you can plan for it and be ready for it. And then you have to adjust on the fly. And that was just the case this morning. Talk to us a bit about that decision and, and how we maybe shouldn't be surprised that now that we're out of the bubble, these things were going to happen. Yeah. You know, we've uh, been a little bit experienced on the women's basketball side in regards to having to, uh, you know, get information in real time and then have to make decisions uh, based on those, uh, you know, situations. So, um, you know, as we talked, uh, you know, before we started recording, Alex, uh, I, I think every week you're going into it, you know, knowing that, yeah, this is scheduled, but it, there's not a hundred percent guarantee that you potentially play that week. And so, uh, I think rightly so we were able to put in a week or two, uh, throughout the year that you could then maybe slide games to, but at some point in time, I think you're going to run out of weeks per se. And so therefore why playing in the pod early on and getting as many games in as we did, I think was incredibly important. The new start to the second half of the season for UND now begins at home also against Omaha. Again, assuming that nothing else happens, but January 8th and 9th at the Ralph. So that's coming up this initial series at Baxter, which was going to take place on New Year's Eve and New Year's Day, now moved to January 29th and 30th. You mentioned the pod. Now that we are out of the pod and back to real life, obviously these are some of the consequences, but a tremendous success. Just one quick thing about the pod. 
that was incredible for the league to pull off 38 games in 21 days. And I think this is another example of why it was so important. You, you have this thing that you can't control. So, I mean, in some ways, you really can't control it in terms of people getting sick. This pot allowed those games to happen and allowed this league to get off on a good start when nobody else really was able to. Credit to the league and to the member institutions and the teams for getting the job done, Bill. Yeah, credit certainly the vision and leadership of uh, Commissioner Fenton and, uh, and, and the presidents to support uh, at least giving us a chance to get off to a pretty good start. I, you know, I, in talking to our coaches, I, I would say – and, and I think if you, you know, you were there for the majority of the time, I would say, is this a fair statement to make? Um, happy to have done it. Um, not sure you'd want to sign up for it again. <laughs> but knowing the circumstances that we were all in over three time zones and trying to get games in, it was the absolute right thing to do at the right time. But, you know, and, and again, I think the challenging aspect to it, there was uh, both a physical toll because you're playing so many games, but certainly there was a, a mental psychological toll as well. Yeah, I think that was perfectly described on your part. I think the guys really enjoyed the opportunity to play. They knew this was the best way so they could get those games in. But it was taxing. I mean, 10 games for UND in 19 days, that's that's rough. And as we talked about a lot, no gimmies. I mean, these are, this is the best conference in the country, and every night you're getting tested. And literally, and you're literally getting tested every other day for COVID to make sure, <laughs> to make sure that everybody's healthy. You know, UND had to overcome a lot with all those bodies down, guys getting hurt, guys leaving for World Juniors, and to, to leave the pod in first place, tremendous accomplishment by that team. And, and you're right, I would agree with you that it was an incredible experience. I'm glad it happened. I was thrilled and blessed to be a part of it, to broadcast some of those games. Wouldn't sign up for it if we say, yep, next week we're going to go back down and we'll do it again because it's just so hard to be away from your family. And it's so hard for these guys, I think, to go through that grind you know, day in, day out of having to play every other day. Uh, but yeah, it was the best case scenario in in idea, and it was really realized as well as it could have. Yeah, I mean, if you, uh, I guess what uh, Simon Sinek made it famous, start with the why, right? And and so the why for this was to get the season going, uh, at least to get games in the bank. So we made a lot of deposits into the game, into the bank, so to speak. And I think if you looked at the NHL and the NBA, they did the same thing because they tried to conclude the season. So mm -hmm. it's like, th those were the whys. And I, if you took this season into now three chunks, you, you had the pod chunk, very successful games were played, um, you know, almost check. Now you're going to get into the bumpy sort of part of the season where if something occurs, you're going to have to be really uh, thoughtful about what this looks like as we're moving forward. And, and you know, this situation that we're encountering this week, you know, I, there'll be more. There just yeah. will be. Um, and so we just have to be ready for it. And I think the league has, you know, figured out um, that all games or all schools will not be created equal as far as number of games that are played. So, you know, we've 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 we've, uh, you know, thought through that a little bit as well. And 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 then you try to get to the end and and then the end becomes kind of what do you do with this thing you know the the playoffs and i think those more to come on those conversations because i think we just have to you know be really thoughtful that this is just going to be tricky between really now and 
until we get herd immunity in this country. Hopefully happening sooner than later, but it will be a little while before we get there. So get used to some last minute schedule changes and some adjustments. It was unique that over the weekend, actually, I'm sorry, yesterday, really, yesterday, Monday, the NCHC announced they had already made a couple of changes to the schedule. UND and Colorado College scheduled to play a pair of three-game series. Now those are just going to be two gamers on Fridays and Saturdays just because the reality of trying to get another game in after we saw you know, the toll that game after game after game took on the bodies of these student-athletes, like, ah, maybe it's better just to reduce the total number of league games to 24 into 26. So everybody that was supposed to play three-game series, now they're just playing two-game series against another team in their division for the second half. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see now what some of the effects come in terms of that schedule if, if we have more postponements as we go along. I know the league has said if we don't have an equal number of games, we will do, you know, points per game will be the ratio that we use to decide seeding in Penrose Cup. So obviously they've, they've thought this through and know that if some teams play in 21 games and another team is playing 24, you're not going to, all teams are not created equal in that sense, but they have a good formula in place to make sure we have a fair champion come the end of the year. That's correct. That's correct. And, and, you know, I, I'd say this, Alex, if when we, if we backed up the calendar back to, so, so, you know, October, when we released the schedule, you know, the one thing we didn't have was information on how the pod would go. And, you know, mm-hmm. and would you have, you know, altered maybe I'll call it the traditional portion of the schedule? Maybe, maybe, but I, I, I think you're, you're, you're seeing some decisions in real time uh, based on information that you're learning as you go. And so, you know, that's kind of where we're at. So, yeah, so we're, um, you know, we're looking forward to, uh, you know, opening uh, the, the season at the Ralph uh, next weekend. And, uh, you know, it, it gives it at least, um, you know, our guys a, a, another week, so to speak. It was, a, it was a pretty quick turnaround after the pod. And given the fact that there were some, uh, I'll call it some facility overlap issues down in Omaha, we had kind of pushed the, the, the uh, games up this week to Thursday, Friday. And so... Uh, so I think as we kind of move forward, you know, we know now that we're going to uh, at least put that those two games into that weekend at the end of January. And that's our schedule at this point. Yeah, I love <laughs> as of 11, 19 a.m. on the 29th. This is the plan. Stay tuned. We'll keep you posted. Just just to finish one more thought about this. There is a lot of silver lining for UND because you mentioned the quick turnaround. Again, they just wrapped up their time in Omaha on the 20th of December. They had some guys banged up over the course of that pod. A lot, I, really, everybody was feeling it, of course, after playing that many games. Some guys, though, obviously missed some time. You think about you know, Ethan Frisch and Judd Caulfield and Shane Pinto got banged up in that last game. And they would not have had Tyler Clevin or Jake Sanderson back from World Juniors yet for this weekend. So really, to not play these two games, maybe not the worst thing, really, scheduling-wise. It obviously means you're going to play a lot of hockey kind of back-to-back weekends in the future, but... I think they'll take that if they can have the full deck at hand as opposed to sort of trying to piece it together this weekend that they would have had to have done. Not all bad news for North Dakota fans. Yeah, I, you know. I'm trying, sure. to think, I'm trying to think bright side. I'm just, you know, I, we're yeah, all bummed. I, it's, it's always a bummer when these things yeah, happen. But. Yeah, I, and, and again, I, I, I think, um, you know, I think that's the journey of the year. And so you're going to, you know, you're going to have – guys in and out of your lineup it's a physical sport and i think uh i'll stay in the box that we'd rather play than not play 
you know, I mean, I'd say that's the box we'd rather be in. Um, sure. I, I think you're always going to be half glass full on certain things. Right. And uh, and then you look ahead as far as what's transpiring. Now, I, I sure hope we don't lose the games. Right. That's yeah. that's part of it. And so. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I guess I didn't analyze the other rosters as much as ours, but certainly we, um, you know, it, unfortunately we were, we were shorthanded a bit, uh, literally, you know, coming into games. And, uh, I thought our team did a tremendous job. I thought our coaches did an awesome job of just, uh, kind of grinding out, uh, you know, games based on what you had, you know, as far as a roster and you know what, that's kind of the, uh, um, you know, prototypical nature, I think of, of that program is that they're going to, you know, next one, next guy gets an opportunity, gets on the ice, you perform. Yeah. So when you find out that another school that you're supposed to play, whether, whether it was the Chicago state situation with you and the women's basketball or the old dominion situation, or, or this Omaha situation, just kind of talk us through out of curiosity, the, the, the behind the scenes stuff, when you go and make the decision that, yep, you know what, this isn't going to happen. Let's begin the process of either rescheduling or canceling these contests. Yeah. I, you know, in some ways, Alex, they're a little bit different. All of them are a little different, but the one thing that's the same is that you're following some sort of protocols. And, um, you know, I, I would say that, uh, you know, in some situations, you know, it could be a local health situation that maybe they're under that is different than where maybe we're where we are in Grand Forks. So because, you know, of a situation in that regard, and then maybe there's a positive, um, you know, uh, that particular community uh, doesn't want the game to be played. I mean, so so it just really depends, you know, I, I each one is its own. Yeah. And uh it, it comes to my desk all differently too. You know, sometimes it could be, uh, you know, commissioner calling me. It could be, it, it could come through actually our sport program that they've learned through like, say their counterpart. It might come from one of our associate ADs that's dealing with uh, the contracts of it. It could be Kyle Doporalski. It could be Kara Helmig dealing with the senior women's administrator. It could be Eric Martinson dealing with his counterpart. So it, it literally comes comes in different ways and then you navigate and you uh you just discuss it and you know how about this i don't get too high i don't get too low <laughs> i mean i just it, it just is it just is right now and so the next thing you can do and i thought jody hodgson's metaphor at the beginning of all of this is so accurate you're crossing a creek and you're going rock by rock and at the end of the day, you know, some folks might want to say, well, what about next weekend's games? We're not at that rock. We're not at that stone. I, uh, we're, the stone I'm in today is to figure out what we need to do today for the rest of, I'll say, this week. And knock on wood, we've got basketballs playing uh, at, at the Betty uh, with Kansas City coming in. And as we record this on Tuesday, we believe we're playing the games. You know, <laughs> that's what we believe. And uh, probably Midco hopes we're playing the games. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, um, you know, if something were to occur, you know, we would just deal with it. I love that you said you don't get too high and too low because as you're talking about, you know, hearing this information from other people. I got to think that frustration would hit like, oh my gosh, not another one, not another thing we got to deal with. But it's, you're such an even keel guy and that's got to make your staff, I think, 
a little more even keel. It's got to help with this process when those frustrations start to creep in. This is this is what it is, and there's no sense in getting upset about it. We were all learning on the fly. Literally, uh, you know, we're trying trying to think back. If we rewind the clock to March, right? It was just some weird times. Like we were all trying to figure out, like, what is this, uh, you know, video conferencing? Depending on what you know platform you use, um, you know, are we ever going to be able to get out of our homes? Are we, you know, I mean, there were just a lot of things going on, but somewhere along the line, it became really, uh, I, I, I guess, it, it became really clear. If we ever think we're in control, we're not. This just in, um, and and really, we knew the virus was in control. So so you know, we can just do our best to mitigate everything right now, and and make things in you know as I'll call it as safe as possible. Right? We can lower the likelihood, but but we can't eliminate these things. I think as soon as you know you kind of came to grips with that and you embraced it. You know, these things are just conversations you're going to have as you go along. And I think for all of our programs, and I mean this, like, and it's going to sound really odd from our, from my chair. I think our student athletes, we met with every single program and every team a couple of different times, certainly early on. And we kept, you know, we were meeting with them certainly on a, I think at one point it was a weekly basis. And then we curtailed those back and we made sure, Alex, they knew, hey, look, we're in odd times right now. If you want to opt out, you can during this time frame. I think our student athletes to, to uh, all the way down to all 300 plus of them wanted to play. And, and they they wanted to take on the opportunity to play, even though it was going to be odd yeah. and we were going to be sometimes shorthanded and we're going to, you know, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, the wins and losses aspect have to be a little bit tempered, this year, just tempered because just to go play games is sometimes a monumental task. And, um, you know, that's kind of where we're at. So, you know, again, <laughs> I, I just hope we we can be forthright ahead and, and and be figure this thing out so that we can get to season conclusions, which no one wants to go back to what transpired mid March of twenty. That that was not great at all. That was yeah. terrible. Yeah, that becomes that new that new goal. Hey, let's cross the finish line. Let's find a way to get enough games in to help have that competition that we've always been talking about so we can get to a point where the finish line's near and then find a way to get this thing done uh, no matter what in all these different sports. When you talk about control, by the way, and the illusion of control sometimes when it comes to this virus, it just reminds me of a conversation in the first Jurassic Park movie between Richard Attenborough and Laura Dern when they're talking about when we had control and Laura Dern's character says, that's the illusion. We never had control. You never had control over these giant dinosaurs. It's kind of the same thing. We think we have some control and we, and we really don't. It's the same thing with my kids. You think you're in control, Bill, but you're not really. <laughs> You're not calling no, the shots. No, no, no. <laughs> we we have to be really clear that uh, you, you can try to influence a little bit, but I'm not sure you're in control. You you don't have the joystick, right? I don't even know if there's joysticks anymore. But at the end of the day, whatever that is, we we don't have. But you know, if you go back to my whiteboard and I try to be really um, thoughtful about the things that I work on, and if I'm not working on those any one of these things at, at any point in time, 
you know, I, I have to question then what I'm what am I doing? The very first thing literally from April until we actually played our first contest was the word competitions. And, and, and that, you know, and then when we finally got beyond that threshold, now you just know you, you have to be uh, understanding that it's it's not about a schedule and it's a schedule that certainly could be done in pencil hmm. because it's going to change. Keep the pens in the desk because we're going to need to maybe get the eraser out a couple of times here over the course of the next few weeks and months. One thing, as we mentioned, we do have games on for this weekend. We're excited to be hosting games this weekend. The Betty's going to be the spot for Summer League basketball, which is really exciting. Summer League season's getting set to begin. Kansas City's coming to town. It's our first edition of the double-double headers. Uh, the women playing at 1 o'clock both days against the Ruse. The men at 3.30. That's what's on the calendar right now. All those games will be on Midco. Some people, though, will be in the building to watch these games, Bill. Correct? Talk about that aspect of hosting fans inside a UND facility for the first time. Yeah, you know, we're excited about it, Alex. And, uh, you know, Jody and his crew working with Eric done a tremendous job. And we are... um, uh, we're hosting, and so really our large venue uh, group in the state uh, d- defines what you can have depending on how many uh, your venue seats. And so for the Betty, we can have up to 600, and in the Ralph, it's 1,000. And so we've uh, we've gotten information out to our season ticket holders. In fact, you can go on our, our, our website, fightinghawks.com, and there's a, a Q&A uh, on there as well regarding tickets and those types of things. And, and, and not so much what you can expect. There's going to be um, – you know, some some ways that we're going to handle, uh, I'll call it the fans coming in and making sure that uh, we're as COVID compliant as we can be. And I'll say this to you on this. There's no doubt about it. We're going to learn some things on Saturday. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, because we did the one game on the women's side against Marquette, and that was kind of just the game itself. And so we learned some things on how we did. I, I would say 95% of it, we were pretty excited about what we did. There were some things that we were altered that will pivot and alter to, I think, in hosting games right now. Now, there is a little bit of a challenge because they're double headers, too. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's just not one game. But I do think, you know, we're going to learn some things on Saturday. Uh, hopefully, maybe if we have a chance to maybe make some changes for Sunday, we will. But this weekend, we will learn a lot about kind of how this needs to be and uh, kind of fan behavior and where they're going to track to. And so, you know, we're excited about it, though. I mean, there, there's a level of feeling like there's a little bit of normalcy occurring. So uh, knock on wood, um, you know, hopefully all goes well. And uh, we're, we're really excited about it. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun. I know I'm, I'm excited to be there. It's going to be fun to be in a building with fans again, you know, to see, first of all, to see this men's team play in person, which nobody in Grand Forks outside of the staff and players on the team have really been able to do. They have not played a single home game yet. And of course, the women just that one game, as you mentioned, against Marquette without fans in the stands. It's going to be fun. And obviously a new Summit League opponent coming to town. So there's that. It's a Kansas City team that UND has really no history with. So fun to see. A Kansas City men's team, by the way, that just lost their leading score, which is crazy. Again, it's just one of those things. Every day, you just don't know what the headline's going to be. And it's just... Ah, incredible stuff. But but yeah, we we are pumped for this. It's going to be great this week. Yeah, I, I try to be um, 
not surprised by anything because you know really you know and i know we'll flip to a quick b-side i think the premier league's dealing with some uh some covid cases at this point but but who isn't you know i mean every everyone is and and i I think you're just all you're doing is trying to navigate the landscape to try to figure out how to play games and then ultimately again you know get to the end whatever the end is and certainly not the end of what transpired back in march yeah the exciting thing is you look ahead in the schedule you know und gets a chance to play kansas city in basketball this coming weekends they're on the road the following weekend then it's north dakota state coming up to grand forks against on the schedule for middle of january some really fun matchups on the way for the home portion of the season including south dakota coming back in uh, in at the end of february only four home basketball weekends, but 16 home basketball games over the course of the next two months. It's going to be a condensed, concentrated schedule, a lot of basketball in a short period of time, but it's going to be great for us to get a chance to see these teams play in person and for the fans really to get to know a lot of new people that are going to be involved in both the men's and women's programs over these, hopefully, over the next couple of years. There's a lot of young kids getting a lot of time. It's going to be fun to see them in action and in person this weekend. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, and for for many of our, uh, you know, awesome loyal fans, you know, it's going to be back to kind of North Central Conference days, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, Going to the Hislop and having double headers. (laughs) And it just, uh, it's just kind of neat. It really is. Uh, You know, it it almost brings back, uh, I don't know, a sense of... um, I don't know. It, it, there's a there's a little bit of a historical bent to it, you know, I, I, and which is which is neat. So, uh, yeah, I mean, hopefully everything knock on wood goes well with travel for Kansas City. And, uh, you know, I, I'd say um, you just never know, uh, you know, what the next day is going to bring you. But uh, knock on wood, uh, we're excited about uh, hosting these games this weekend. Yeah, excellent. Good stuff. Again, Saturday, Sunday, one o'clock and three thirty double double headers for UND against Kansas City. Anything else on your radar right now, Bill? Those are kind of the big ones to sort of touch on between hockey and then men's and women's hoops. What else is going on in athletics? That I, you want to I think about? so. I think we can probably hit a pause at this point. Those, those, those are the big ones at this point. And, uh, you know, we probably can flip to a quick B. And uh, I, I know it's uh, holy cow. How many how many matches are there going on right now <laughs> in, in the Premier League, Alex? Huh? Every day, just about. The festive fixture list, Bill, is a congested one, and that is what we're in right now, starting Boxing Day and then going all the way through the first of the year. There's Teams are playing three games really in a week and three really important games, especially for some of the teams. And you mentioned with COVID, you know, Man City and Everton had a game canceled that was supposed to take place yesterday. There's still... There is some confusion even over why it got canceled or why they couldn't play it where it seemed like it was a, an isolated case in Man City. Everton was questioning that. But it, yeah, it's it's a crazy time of year. It's fun if you're a soccer fan because there's always something on. You always have a game on just about every day. Both of our teams have struggled a bit to get maximum points in these games, but that's always going to be expected with so many in a short period of time. It's about survival. If you can kind of win two or three Maybe, you know, take seven points out of the three. Whatever. You feel pretty good. And that's that's where a lot of these teams are aiming for. Can you just get through this period without losing too many key players and find yourself not too stranded down at the bottom end of the table or outside the top four? 
Yeah, no doubt about it. it you, you you reminded me as as you were talking about condensed games uh, uh, in a short period of time. Obviously, you, you think about the pod, but you also think about the World Juniors, right? That's probably the last thing we probably really haven't touched on. I, you alluded to it at some point, but uh, obviously Team USA with uh, Jake Sanderson and Tyler Clevin there uh, right in the middle of the group play at this point. And so it would be interesting to see, uh, you know, what Team USA does. Uh, they bounced back a little bit uh obviously after the loss to russia and then russia loses to czechoslovakia so that group has been that group is going to be very interesting to see how that plays itself out yeah a little topsy-turvy yeah tough tough five three loss that first game on christmas day to the russians and then they you you know obviously usa came back and destroyed austria and that game was double digits to to not uh, to nothing (laughs) in that case jake had an assist in that game tyler had a big hit it was fun to see both of them out there and be active yeah, now where basically everybody moves on, not quite, but I mean, pretty much, you know, there's no jeopardy anymore. You know, you're going to probably advance when you're one of the big countries. It's just a matter of can you be either at top of the group or second in the group so you can avoid one of the other big teams on the other side, Sweden or Canada. You would prefer not to meet them until the semifinals. And right now with that Russia loss to the Czechs, USA is right back in the mix of, of being one of those top two teams and feeling good like they could potentially win the group. Got to get the job done, though, against a couple of good teams coming up in the days ahead. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. Uh, it seems like... Uh you know, pretty, pretty evenly matched. I know, uh, it, it, you know, because they only played one game prior to the, uh, um, to the tournament beginning, they played Finland and that was a fairly, you know, it was pretty good game and ended up getting a good result. So yeah, there, you know, even Canada, you know, weirdly beats Germany by a lot, but then struggled a little bit against Slovakia, right? Yeah, and then and then Germany goes ahead and I think beats Slovakia. So so weird. Uh, it's just odd, and uh, you know that's what you sometimes will get in these condensed formats uh, where there's so many matches and games. Uh, you know, um, it just it takes a toll. There's just a lot on on your odometer. They've been fun to watch, and, and they have been a little bit uh, maybe more unpredictable, like you said, than in years past. There there've been some surprises, of course, but it's fun seeing again the best, you know, age. 19 and under and 19 18 year old kids essentially in the in the world go at it and and so many guys with college hockey ties and obviously a couple with und ties it's been it's been really fun so stay tuned to that that tournament wraps up i believe january the 5th in edmondson and so hopefully team usa you know jake sanderson and tyler clevin can be there until the end and we'll get them back in time for the start of the second half on january 8th and 9th and plow ahead that's exactly right i i want to get your feedback on uh on a b-side topic and I Please. just was interested. I, boy, Padres going all in. This happens every once in a while where teams sort of out of left field all of a sudden invest a lot. For whatever reason, they decide we're, we're in win-now mode. Our, their farm system was great, so they had the assets to go do it. There'll be a player out there. They're going to try and challenge the Dodgers in the West, and we'll see how it shakes out. Good for them. Why not? Yeah, it feels like, it feels like the Cubs and the Red Sox are in the same boat a little bit. You know, They're trying to hit a reset at this point so feels that way you know yeah you know i i'll be interested to see what the Sox do i um yeah i mean they're gonna have to obviously sign an arm right i mean it seems like they've been linked to trevor bauer a little bit yeah we'll see they need to uh they need to do some work they have work to be done <laughs> let's just let's just put it like that you know you have a you have a pretty awful season and you need to kind of reset but like you said we tr- i think we both trust the people that are in charge now at least that that vision is going to be more of a 
you know, build it from the ground up, re-enhance the farm system, do a good job of bringing in people that fit the scheme and no we'll doubt. see how it goes. We talked a lot this last Red Sox season about how that team kind of gave up on the year. So we in turn gave up on the year. I felt that way watching the Patriots a little bit the last couple of weeks of like, you know what? They've kind of given up on the season. I can just probably give up on the season too. And I chose not to watch the crazy Bills loss last night because it was going to be painful to watch. I felt the same way about the Sox. I hope that for both of our sakes, the Red Sox invest a little more, have a better product in the field. So it feels like it's worth our time and not just going to be a, a, a pain in the neck to watch on television every other day. Yeah, it, it, it sounds so. So I would say if, if we, because we've had this conversation before, it sounds fair weather a little bit, but it's really not. I mean, to some degree, if the Sox you know, are playing young kids and they're trying to, you know, build, I'm really all in watching that to some degree. I I just, there was a point where that team, um, they never really got off, got off, got out of the blocks at all. Like it was almost like, yeah, we're not doing this season. We're we're not doing the season. It's like, all right, right, you're not doing the season then I'm not doing the season. And so with the Patriots, you know, they just had so many opt outs on their defensive side of the ball. And then they obviously have not figured out the quarterback piece. And the one thing they do know, I think, is that Cam's not the answer. I think now we know that. Yeah, I think we have a pretty definitive answer. It's a no on Cam. And that's okay. It was a one million dollar one year deal. We'll move on and figure it out for next year with someone else. Who, who that is, I don't know, but it won't be Ken. Call me crazy, and, like, I don't know enough about quarterback play. You know, I, I listen to some folks. I'll tell you what, I would be good with the Steelers trading for Sam Darnold, although I don't know if that's a thing that the Jets will be doing now that they've not won the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes. So I maybe they continue on with, with Sam. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? That's that's a funny subplot over the last couple of weeks. The Jets winning back-to-back games, and all of a sudden the Jaguars have now locked up that top spot. So the NFL draft still a little ways off, even though some of those things have been decided. Between now and then, we got a new year to ring in, Bill. Time to wrap it up. Probably your final thoughts on the wrapping up of 2020. Yeah, you know, uh, hopefully everyone had a, a great holiday season and, uh, you know, enjoy 2021 or the, at least the ringing in of 2021. I do think it'll be inverted. Unfortunately, we lost our connection with Bill right at the tail end of that thought on 2020. But what he was basically saying was 2021 might begin a little bit 2020-ish with things being difficult the first couple of months, but the hope would be Come March, April, May, life will start to get back to normal. Once herd immunity hits, vaccines get more widespread. And that includes in the athletics department. So we're hoping that that will be the case, that Bill proves to be prophetic. He's usually right on these things. So be on the lookout for that, of course, in the months to come. Just got to grit and bear it for a few more weeks here. And then hopefully things will start to improve. Well, big thanks again, as always, to Bill for his time and for his insight. Thanks to our producer, Cassie Niles. On behalf of all of our team at Midco SN and everybody who makes this podcast possible, I'm Alex Heinert saying thank you very much for listening all year long. We'll see you in the new year. Take care. Happy 2021.